Thanks for listening to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. If our message has encouraged you, would you help us spread the word? There are three simple ways you can help. One, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and you'll always be the first to know when we've released a fresh episode. Two, rate the Provoke and Inspire podcast on iTunes. And three, share the episodes that speak the most to you on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever your voice is heard. We're honored to have you as part of our global community. I grew up in a broken home and was raised on violent movies and pornography. I spent hours online and looked at pop stars and celebrities to guide me. I want something to believe in, but I reject any absolute truth. I want real relationships, but devote hours living in the reality. I fight for equality, yet believe in a worldview that reduces me to nothing. I am continually lied to, which leaves me empty and spiritually vacant. You have the truth. truth. So why are you silent? Welcome to the Provoke and Inspire podcast, and uh, we are continuing our series and and typically we rec- we try to record these you know in 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 groups because we travel all over the world and we're in different places. But right now you have the privilege of hearing us pretty much in real time. We'll be releasing this podcast very close to the to the time that uh, that we actually record it, so we can talk about all sorts of current events. Like uh, I don't know, Chad, give me some give me some current event news. Oh man, I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> <clears throat> I just knew in my heart of hearts. I was like, he's gonna he's gonna ask me. I'm I'm like the worst person when it comes to current events. But let me see, what do I know? Uh, okay, so uh, let's move on. Yeah, that's there. You go. What? This, we're trying to spice it up, show a personal. Yeah, side. no, that's good. It's a good challenge. Uh, Planet Earth series two, that or or uh, episode two. Yeah, you're right. David was right. We should move on. Something. Uh, yeah. Hey, Luke, where are you? Because David usually do, does that, but normally we're all in the same place. So this is actually interesting. What What are you doing right now? So I'm in Kiev, Ukraine, and I just flew in from Minsk. So I was in Belarus, Minsk, which is a beautiful country. Um, spent an amazing time with a team that we have there who are doing some amazing work, including the guys from the band Nateki. Um, if you haven't checked them out yet, then you should. And uh, now we're in Kiev because we have this awesome thing called a Steiger Compact School, which is like a five-day training. Um, and we're going to have like 130 people um, in the center of Kiev this week learning about how to reach people for Jesus. Awesome. Awesome. And David, what are you what are you up to right now? What are you doing? I am uh, in New Zealand, and so uh, I'm just uh, getting ready to go to Sydney this weekend and do some speaking. All right. Okay, well, and uh, I'm here in Minnesota, and we are uh, busy with all the different things that are going on. In fact, something that's worth mentioning is that we have uh, several Provoke and Inspire events uh, coming up, and uh, I'm just I'm just kind of prodding my producer here to get me the dates so I don't look stupid on the podcast. But we have some Provoke and Inspire events happening. In fact, Luke will probably know some of the dates as well. Uh, we The first yeah, one that I'm aware of is because I'm actually speaking at it, and it's at Kiev uh, on March 13th, Monday, March 13th. I, I assume that those of you that are not in Ukraine probably won't be there. 
But if you feel very <laughs> ambitious and you want to go and hear us do a provoke and inspire in Kiev, that'd be very exciting. We have Brian Head will be speaking, and then also, like Luke just mentioned, um, the band he's working with, and actually this band New Techie will have their lead singer, uh, Misha, speaking. Uh, the other ones that we have is uh, scroll up because I can't see what you're doing there. We got Warsaw. <laughs> When's when? How about Luke? How about you give the other dates, and then uh, we'll round it off with Chad talking about Colombia, and I'll give him at least a minute lead time to prepare. <laughs> yeah, so so the next one would actually be Berlin. It's the 29th of March. And then we've got, after that, uh, Warsaw. And it's the 1st of April in Warsaw. Um, both of those are also with Brian Head. And they're also with David. David's going to be with us, so that's awesome. Um, so yeah, the one 29th of March in Berlin. Uh, it's at the ICF Berlin. Um, you, you can look that up afterwards. And then the one in Warsaw is uh, going to be part of, again, another one of those Steiger Compact trainings. And the Saturday, the 1st of April, is going to be the Provoke and Inspire seminar. And we're really looking forward to that. Awesome. Yeah, and then the one, and then the, uh, the, the, the details for Colombia are still a bit sketchy, which is perfect because everything we've ever done in Colombia is always a bit sketchy leading up to. <laughs> but um, the dates are May 5th, 6th, and 7th. Uh, and we're still trying to, we, we'll for sure be in Bogota, and then we're trying to figure out whether or not we'll be in another city. All right. So anyway, lots of exciting things happening. Um, we are, you know, always looking ahead as to places that we can do that. And so if you are in a city and you're, I assume you're in a city or you're somewhere, unless you're sort of floating uh, in the middle of nowhere, uh, and you want us to come, uh, reach out to us. Um, we'd love to do a Provoke and Inspire in your area, Provoke and Inspire at comeandlive.com. I'm not sure anyone checks that email, but, oh, Kippy, <laughs> a producer guy again, he's saying, yes, I do indeed check it. So Go Kippy. Which is good. Uh, so yeah. send us an email there, and uh, we will try to try to respond. So there you have it. Uh, we are now going to continue in our series, Why Am I Silent? Uh, I hope you've been enjoying this. Uh, it covers a lot of, I would say, the major, you know, there's the major theme of what we do is we want to see Christian artists using their gifts outside of the church, uh, and we want to see them basically boldly proclaiming the gospel. That That is our heart, uh, and we, we try to cover a myriad of topics that um, yeah, that, that kind of surround that challenges and, and, and we want to encourage you. Uh, and so the one we are looking at, uh, today, um, is this idea that not everyone agrees. Um, that, that, that phrase might, without context, you might be thinking, what am I talking about? But basically it alludes to the idea that, um, there's a lot of artists who might want to share the gospel. And I, I've had these conversations, um, but, other people in their band don't want to do it. Um, and because of that, uh, it's it's a real struggle. And, and at least in my experience, uh, most often uh, they don't end up sharing the gospel at all. And so I guess what I want to just open up this discussion uh, is, 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 David, maybe you want to begin, is, is to talk a little bit about the idea of, so how you know, how do we deal with this issue or, or is this an issue or just what are your thoughts in general on the idea that an artist is not sharing the gospel because their bandmates do not agree? Okay. Well, when I started out, I was the whole point of no longer music was to go to clubs, to go to festivals, places uh, where people don't normally get to hear the truth about, about God and to tell them the truth. That was the whole reason that we started the band. And as we started becoming more, uh, getting more opportunities, and other people wanted to to work with me. And then for a time, I had I had different uh, musicians in my band who were more concerned about 
popularity, more concerned about the music and um and you know didn't want to have that clear you know they they'd say, man, do we really have to preach i mean is is we just think of the opportunities that we'll have if we don't do that all the time and um basically, they kept putting pressure on me to to not con- continue to do why God called us as a band you know and i I didn't listen, you know, I continued to 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 be clear in our message and 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 our show was pretty clear, but they weren't in unity with me about that. And I started to notice that we weren't getting the same kind of uh invitations that we were getting before. I mean, we were getting like these ridiculous invitations to play in these festivals and clubs uh that we shouldn't have gotten and uh we st- you know, and we were seeing people God's power, like it was, it was crazy. But then, then this kind of, I, I noticed that we weren't getting the same invitations that we used to get. We weren't experiencing uh, the same kinds of uh, breakthroughs that we had seen before, and uh, and I had to kind of uh, understand that I needed people who were in unity with me on this issue, not just in in the desire to talk about Jesus, but also uh, in terms of of our unity in prayer and seeking God together as artists, as a band, that, that that's critical, especially if you're going to go into places and venues where, where Jesus has not been talked about before. And so I think this is a very important thing, that, that your band has to be in unity with you about this. It's hard enough to talk about Jesus when, when everyone is in unity, <laughs> you know, and so I think this is very important. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I feel like you might have seen this quite a bit in in your former days, Chad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I was, uh, you know, just hearing David talk and thinking of all the different artists that I had once worked with and and that that, you know, what what David said um, that struck me most was that it's hard enough to talk about Jesus when you are all unified. And and I did have some artists that either started all unified or or maybe... um, well, I don't, I'm not sure any actually became all unified over time, but, uh, but I did have artists that were kind of all over the place. But usually what happened was that artists um, would start out with a unified vision, which we've talked about in the past, and, the, and they would have a desire or a dream or a passion to reach um, uh, the lost. But typically what would happen is that the, the desire to reach the loss would somehow morph into we want to be a mainstream band that plays mainstream shows because that obviously there there is some logic there and that that uh, maybe it's more likely that you would actually reach the lost if you were to do that rather than to to go down the the more straightforward christian stream uh but typically what would happen is the the message becomes diluted or um, or maybe wasn't even that strong to begin with. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I don't know. I think it is, um, it, it was very routine for artists that I worked with to not have a common, uh, united vision for what God had called them to. And, and that usually the bands would just kind of figure it out. And there'd be members of the bands that, that when it, when it came time for an interview or a podcast or a whatever form of an interview, it's like we would all know, well, don't ask that person because you're not going to get the Christian response that you want. And so that guy's out, you know, he can't do the interviews because, because he's not going to give, you know, a a very positive 
Christian perspective because he's not a believer. Um, and I think that even the taking it one step further, you know, the churches where um, where where people are hired to perform on Sunday mornings uh, during the worship time where they aren't believers is a is another it's different in the sense that they don't have to necessarily preach the gospel but it is an interesting uh idea so yeah well and i think you know when we were kind of looking at key verses that uh would support this maybe this isn't the exact context it was used for but the whole thing in second corinthians six fourteen, where it says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers um you know that that one's obviously we're not necessarily suggesting that this isn't even as deep as the idea that you are the only Christian in your band. I, mm-hmm. I think in that case, there's depending on who you are in that band, that might be a bit of a different thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you're agreed. the leader of that band, um, you know, it's a little unrealistic to think. You know, you you should probably focus on it, reaching them in a sense. I I don't know how realistic it would be as a leader of. Of a of a band that does not have all Christians in it to then also believe that somehow you're going to be preaching the gospel in that context, I think that's a little yeah. unreasonable. I think you're kind of setting yourself up for failure in that case. Um, so again, it's I, I think it's similar to the idea of any business. You know, you're not if you don't have a clear vision uh, from the beginning, you know, then you're really not gonna you're gonna ultimately find out along the way that there's conflict. You know, you might not at first because you kind of just start it haphazardly, and and maybe that happens. A lot of and you probably saw this, Chad, but a lot of bands they start out and they don't even necessarily anticipate the success they get, and then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, now we got a platform, and and then it becomes if you haven't really clearly defined that uh, from the beginning, you're kind of in trouble at that point. I think. Yeah, and oftentimes uh, I think that artists start out with a vision when they're independent when they're when they're on their own without the help of a of an agent of a manager of a label of a publisher any of those things and they're actually more fruitful because they're not distracted by the the reality that once they're inside the 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 belly of the music industry, the focus begins shifting from Jesus is who we desire to glorify. He's the one we want to see lifted up. Man, we're all in this for him. This is awesome. This is really hard, but we're gonna, we're going after it. Um, versus, well, everyone else is, I guess, just mostly, and I don't necessarily mean everyone else, but but largely speaking, most um, I think most people in the industry are not waking up saying, Jesus, how today do I bring you glory? That's not to say there aren't many people that do that, but at least for me, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't uh, talk about anyone else, but at least for me, uh, for a big chunk of my time in the music industry, that was not what I was most concerned about. And, um, and I think it just added to the, to the challenge for, for artists agreeing on preaching the gospel. And I, you know, I think it's such a battle if you're going to go into a club, if you're going to go into the scene and talk about Jesus. And so it's like we've already said, it's nearly impossible if you don't have everyone in your band with that same heart. Now, of course, there are crazy exceptions like Brian Head from Corn, And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a completely different situation where he was, he was in Corn. And and then he came to Jesus, and then he he stepped out of corn, and then he felt like God was calling him to to go back into the band. 
but with the stipulation with the manage with his his uh, management that he was going to talk about Jesus after the shows and stuff. So I think Corn is, you know, the situation with Brian is a is is a big you know exception to that rule. But generally speaking, if your band isn't all in agreement about this, it's going to be almost impossible to do that. And I think something else that Chad brought up that's quite interesting is the the whole kind of uh, hiring people. You know, to be in your, like, even in, you see that in, in churches where it's not even really that important what the spiritual life is of the guitarist, but it's just you hire good guitarists for your, for the church to, to play on Sunday. And I think when you have mercenaries, no matter where they are, if their heart isn't burning for, for the same purpose, it's going to really stop it, what God could or wants to do in your, in your band. So, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Chad kind of mentioned it, but we didn't really talk about it. Yeah, I mean, my my thought on on the whole mercenary thing is, I mean, to be honest, it kind of seems obvious, you know. And we, I don't know if we necessarily want to go down the worship route because even that, to me, is a bit. Ugh. I mean, yeah. that's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a we're great, kind of opening a uh, a can. That's of a can worms of well, maybe, definitely a can of worms, and it's distracting. like the whole idea that you would essentially hire someone again it, it says a lot about the the purpose right i mean in the end of the day isn't that what it's all about and i think all of this because because we're not we're not so much looking at this from the perspective of um oh you know we're saying that there's a genuine artist out there who really wants to tell people about jesus this is the sort of the the scenario we're trying to unpack here they really want to tell people about jesus but they they have people in their band that that don't feel that way and so i think or don't want to, or don't have that desire. And so what does that person do? Well, unfortunately, I don't have a ton of positive solutions because it's one of those things that you you kind of have to build that right from the start. Uh, and I think one of the paradigms that we're really trying to change in people is that to be an artist in the sense that we're talking about is a very, uh, you've, you've counted the cost. It, it, it is an intentional calling. It is something that you... And everything is built in that way. It's kind of like, you know, if you're if you're trying to lead any sort of other evangelistic initiative in any other field, maybe non-artist, it would be very obvious that you probably want to bring on people with a heart for evangelism. I mean, it'd just be sort of common sense. Um, but I think we kind of do this dance as artists where we're like, yeah, you know, I want to make a difference and I'm not entirely sure what that looks like and... And so with that sort of uh, unintentional process, you end up sort of filling the roster, so to speak, with people that can do the job um, but don't have that conviction. And I think you you get yourself in big trouble. That's kind of my thought on the just sort of bringing in people in that sense. You know, but I think I think God tests you in that. I think he he uh, you don't have that drummer that you need. And uh, drummers are usually the hardest people to find, actually. Uh, and so you don't have that drummer who's got the heart, who's got the skill level that you that you want to have. And so then you you settle for a drummer who's not not a real you know his his spiritual life isn't very strong and his motivation isn't even this you know maybe the same. But you go, it's okay, it's cool. He's the drummer, you know. He's he's not the lead singer. He's in the background. Uh, drumming and he's, he's I mean who even so notices cool. drumming yeah exactly and so right uh, exactly. just loop a bongo man I know and so then you think it won't make any difference but it it does and and you, and also it's is God gonna God is testing you to see if you'll believe if you'll trust him to bring that 
that uh, musician that you need. And I, I mean, I've been in situations like, like, okay, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we started getting more and more invitations, crazy opportunities. And, um, and then, you know, my band gets more and more kind of thinking, you know, that, that man, if we didn't have to listen to David, if we could just be a band and not be talking about Jesus, not doing all this kind of stuff, then think of the opportunities we'll be getting. And so they would get, you know, unhappy and, and uh, I'm saying, Lord, do you want me to keep going with this? Because things were just opening up all over the place. And I felt like God said, yes. And then my whole band quit. And so here I am, <laughs> my whole band quits because they're going to go off and be rock stars be- and not have to talk about Jesus all the time. And I'm, I'm believing like, yeah, God, you're asking me to do this. Um, I'm going to keep taking these steps. And then the, the whole band quits. So this was a test. And uh, so I... I, I said, okay, God, if you just want me to do this uh, with, uh, you know, background music, you know, like a, have a DJ play music and, and uh, do it that way, as lame as I would think that would be, I'll do it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be true to what you've called me to do. Soon after that, God brought um, new musicians to me with, with the heart that I needed, and, uh, and we saw new anointing, new open doors, you know, the whole idea is that, that you can believe is, well, if I take this narrow road as an artist, I'm going to have less opportunities. And you're going to be tested for sure, but I think you, you, God is just looking for people that will not deny him, who are going to have this heart, who are going to pay the price. And I think he'll, he'll be amazed at the opportunities you'll get. You'll actually get more opportunities than you would, I think, if you deny Jesus. And incidentally, all the musicians that I've worked with who have left because they didn't like uh, how we were clear about what we believed in and taking the the price, you know, taking a stand for that. As far as I know, none of them have done anything, you know, afterwards. They, you know, they didn't realize that the reason we were getting the opportunities, the reason we were getting these, these crazy tours around the world was because of the stand we were taking. And so I think it, but you're going to be tested. And I think it's one of the ways that we can sell out very easily. Mm. And it's really not even that complicated, is it? I mean, I'm, you know, my, one of my jobs is to always be recruiting for No Longer Music. You know, it's a very intense thing. We ask people to be a part of, you know, four or five month tours on the road. And so we have a decent amount of turnover. And so I'm always having to fill these spots. And, you know, there have been many uh, times when I've had to, you know, basically say no to people and, and turn certain situations down, though they were amazing at what they did artistically because it just they just did not have the heart. And you always pay for it because I've done the opposite. I've also said yes to some people over the years uh, who I knew didn't have the right heart. And it, it hurt the team. It hurt our fruitfulness. It was it. You know, it's like, I had a pastor friend of mine said you know, say once to me that if you know one of your four wheels is out of line, it's it, it you can only drive so long that way. It's like you need people in the same place with the same heart. And again, this is not saying that everyone's perfect and nobody struggles, but there's a very clear difference um, between you know having the right heart and still being human in that, and and just you're just not there for the right reasons. And I think you you pay for that. You you always do. Yeah, for sure. There's something about coming together and knowing that you're on the same team that at the end the, when you wake up 
in the morning and you're, you have a long drive ahead of you and you're tired and everyone in your van is tired and uh, you get to the venue or wherever you're going and, and if it's a good setup and it's, it all worked out, maybe you get pizza again and uh, then you go, you know, unpack if you're, all if you're your lucky. stuff. <laughs> right, if, if you're, you're lucky. lucky. Otherwise, a cold ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah, cold ham sandwich. Maybe I had Burger King with you guys. I thought that was a pretty good one. But, uh, but you, you know, you set up. You take all the time to do that. You have are not sure what's going to happen or, or how many people are going to be there. And you put on your, your show and then you begin tearing down and staying up late and, and do begin doing that whole routine over and over and over again. Again, that just the wear and tear uh, of any kind of artist that desires to be um, anywhere near full time is extreme, let alone bringing in the idea of where we are only here for the God. So if you're not in it together for the gospel, then I, then I would just say, man, it, it's, it comes down to, from my personal perspective, it comes down to one of two things. Either one, it's probably time to say bye and go ask yeah. the Lord for a new uh, calling and a new vision and, and Jesus, what do you want to take me to? Or to, to uh, and maybe before you do that, just saying, Lord, I want to, I want to see revival in my band. I want to see revival in the hearts of my artists. And, and Lord, I, I'm get like, I'm setting a date, not like, like eight years in the future, but like in three months, Lord, I'm going to be fasting. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be seeking you to turn around the vision of my band so that we're all in for Jesus. And if you don't see that happen by that time, then I would, I would suggest it's, it's time to, yeah. to just cancel the whole thing and go do something that is of the Lord because, there's not none of us have enough time here to waste it anyway. So right. uh, yeah, I'm never I I'm I don't think I've I've ever seen a band work out that was divided where where they really were like yeah we're here for Jesus but we're really all divided. I've never seen that actually be fruitful or work and um, mm. except for where there's like like what David you know said with Brian or I was hanging out with Maddie Mullins from Memphis Mayfire and 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 we'll have him on here in the future and he was he was telling me his story of being in a band that were they're not Christians and all of a sudden he starts watching every single day in the tour bus he starts watching sermons by Judah Smith and his bandmates are like what what's going on and uh and that's a really, you know, so there are some interesting examples of, of sort of the opposite where one member of the band come becomes a Christian or a couple of members become Christians and then are, are really believing that the Lord has them there to be salt and light um, to that scene. And it's, it's mm. a different kind of mission. But, uh, but where a band starts as, as Christians saying we're here to change the world for Jesus and then right. slowly fizzle out, uh, yeah, I would say it's either... It's either time to die or, or it's time for a resurrection. It's time to die. Another yeah, come band and die. brought to you by Chad. I mean, and it's crazy uh, because when I've had these situations uh, in my past, you know, in past tours and the pressure of it, you know, there's the pressure of touring is, is intense, even if you're, there is no spiritual element. But when you add that to it, when right. you're saying we're here to talk yeah. about Jesus, and I've been on tours where my drummer is getting into fist fights with the guitarist. <laughs> before <laughs> it was it's it's been quite a while you know, which, which doesn't really help um <clears throat> and um the th- the I funny the, yeah the funny thing is my drummer was like this really big dude really strong guy and then uh, the guitarist is this little skinny 
guy and he and uh so the guitarist just punches my my drummer right in the face and my drummer starts crying and I thought man drummers are such babies <laughs> it's like come on wow you know so in that was the only good part about it um ha- having weak people in the band is like you know those kind of th- things were good what just having exposed that generalization about drummers yeah and it just just kind of like here's this little weedy little guitarist and he just punches the drummer right in the head and then he starts crying and i'm like wow you know. <laughs> that's all it took yeah so okay well the center sorry the center sorry for, to, to, no no that's great that's 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 really there. something um but doesn't this just ultimately come back down to trust, you know, in God? Yeah. Because again, in the position I'm in, I'm often looking at these vacancies, you know, and I need this, you know, I need a videographer. I really need a good, whatever you fill in the blank. And it's hard, you know, it's really hard. And it's, it's hard to look at that with no one in mind. It's yeah. even harder to, to have someone in mind, but know they're not right and, and need to kind of say, you know what I mean? Let let that person go because they're not in line. Yeah. But it's like with anything, it comes down to the strength of your conviction and what God's called you to. You know, and David, it was interesting how you mentioned that, you know, you said, I'm going to just, you know what, this is what God has called me to as an artist. And it's bigger than me. Exactly. It's bigger than one guitarist. Yeah. And I'm going to, so first it came down to the strength of your conviction that says, I'm going to do this if nobody is with me. Um, and then the second part of it is to say, God, I trust you. And what I've experienced so often is that, you know, the times when I've kind of held on, it's almost amazing that when I finally have the faith to let go of someone, God brings someone else in and you're like, why yeah. did I ever wait? It's like exactly. God had this perfect person. And again, he brings someone else in um, and, and you're able to, it builds your faith, but man, I've been there and you go round and round again and it's just, mm-hmm. you continue to just need to see your faith built in that way. Cause it ain't a one-time thing for sure. No, it's not. Yeah. And especially with what we're doing with no longer music, cause it's such a production. So we always are needing dancers or videographers or, you know, all, just the crew that we need. It's, it's, it's always a faith exercise, isn't it? Yeah. One thought that I have is, uh, you know, I think that, that because all of us are so, close to come and live and, and to the to the vision of provoking and inspiring artists to revolutionize the world for Jesus, you know, outside of the church. Um, I think that it's easy for us to forget w- maybe where where we started or, or, or how radical this might sound to an artist that that's just discovered the podcast or just discovered come and live and, and trying to figure out well, what are these guys all about? Um, and so I think that there is oftentimes a, uh, like a leading into and like the Lord, um, like, you know, before I felt like God was telling me when, when I felt God told me it was time to leave my, my, my career in the music world, it, it, there was maybe five days between sensing from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit that I was supposed to leave and then putting in my, uh, my resignation. But if that, if that was the only part of the story that you heard, you'd have a really skewed perspective because there were probably two, three, maybe even four years where the Lord was just working on my heart and was softening me and was growing me and, and working with me that ultimately led me to that place. And so, um, yeah. so anyway, I think it's for me anyway, I, I, I find myself 
just realizing, oh, this is so commonplace and what we're suggesting is so is the norm because we see it as the new bliss or, you know, the new normal. And and yet I wonder for how many people might be listening thinking, this is so crazy. Like the the fact that you would just be a band united for Jesus at all, that's insane. And uh and so right. I just want to speak out that it's it's actually not insane. Yeah. And um But I would it, what I would say to that though in response is that I, I do the reason why I'm passionate about this specific part of, you know, this whole why my silent series is that I do actually think people want to. Yeah, um, there's a desire, but but this is one of the common pitfalls is that they they don't get everyone else on the same page, or they're not right. patient enough to wait for people that are, or they're not they 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 kind of get too pragmatic about it, or maybe they they're not honest about some of their own mixed motives, and so. Oh, it's really mm-hmm. hard to turn down that super good bass player or guitar player or whatever mm-hmm. because they haven't really they're not obedient, you know, truly to the calling that God's put on their their hearts. I, I guess for me this is a way to try to say, don't get stuck there. It's like yeah. you have this vision, you know, it's not maybe the parallel to marriage is not that far off. I mean, you have this this vision for, for what a godly marriage can look like. Well, you probably should be on the same page both as believers and a desire to do that. Now it's still going to be hard. There's going to be challenges. Um, but what unites you is that common desire to be obedient to Christ and to do what he's called you to do. That's what you rally back to. And yeah, so I, what right. I want to do is prevent, you know, let's say there's, you know, young artists out there, let's call him Billy for the sake of conversation. Billy. And uh, Billy, yeah. Because nobody's called Billy. And I'm sorry if you're called... No, I'm not sorry in the sense of you should feel ashamed. It's a great, strong <laughs> family name. Anyway, Billy's out there. Wants to start a band. Be patient. Trust God. Pray. Don't just rush to fill your band. Don't worry about mm. progress in the sense of start with what you have. Be humble, but start with what you have with people that have the same heart. Exactly. And, and wait for God to bring them because I'm telling you, it is so frustrating my cliche is it takes one day to bring someone into your band it takes six months to kick them out uh or longer or longer and that's six sucks. years it does really and depending it's on how nice you are and and i vary on the scale from moderately nice to not nice at all <laughs> that's nice. true i i yeah. testify to that, that that's true whereas chad it would take yeah. him like 70 years to get somebody out he's yeah yeah it would i'd never like, kick yeah. him out i just it's like, like being with i don't know it's it's, it's anyway. like a warm cookie. Huh? You yeah, know, yeah. Never mind. We'll edit that out. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to rally this together into some sort of cohesive, purposeful Point. thing. But I think it's good. I think we got good it's good. Yeah, if Luke was here, he he would be he would be that purpose. Yeah, this, Luke would be the voice of British. This one reason. doesn't have to be so long, you know, it could be twenty minutes. It's okay. Yeah. We're st- we're still recording. I know. So you, yeah, you're kinda good. going off script here. So here's this is kind of how I'd potentially wrap things up because uh, I I don't know who was saying it, David. I think it might have been you. Yeah. Um. But the reason why, if you're okay, your heart is to do this. Chad's already kind of mentioned it. If your heart's to do this and you find yourself surrounded with people who don't have that vision, set a very short timeline and move on. That's my just super, sh- just straight to the point advice. Really. Yep. Yep. Or if unless you don't really want that calling, and then just kind of carry on. Um. The, the reason why I think it's so important, similar to the marriage analogy that I used, is that what with our touring example, what keeps us 
afloat. What keeps the thing working is that we can rally back to the point. Exactly. Honestly, the reason why bands bands are like are like bad marriages. I mean, bands it's just cliche that bands hate each other. And and the reason why is because being in a band is really hard for as glamorous as people make it out to be. And when your purpose is t-shirts and you know, like slumming it on the road and playing for 60 people, that's that's a hard thing. It, to to keep going for eventually people get sick of it i mean typically yeah. they do for us the reason we're able to endure the hardship and i say hardship with quotations because what we do is incredibly blessed but the reason we're able to endure the relative hardship of what we do is because we can rally back to the cross and say we are doing something that matters and if paul can suffer these significantly harder things we can go through these trivial things for the gospel Yep, exactly. And and when we'd have like situations where there's disunity or bad attitudes, we can get together and and uh and talk about it but beca- and and make things right because our purpose is to to want to glorify God in our in our band. And so we come back and mm-hmm. then there's people cry and repent and we pray for each other and we're unified and the drummers cry for sure. What's that? Except for the drummer, of the, course. Yeah. No, no, only the drummers. They just they just weep. Well, yeah, because we have we have our weeping, our weedy guitars drummers. just punch them in the head. <laughs> I just totally killed your point, but the point is, <laughs> it's not. But it's it's super valid, it, and it's you it's just like said anything. I just totally killed your point. But the point is, <laughs> well, that's I what killed. You- you kill the point, so he has to come back to the point that he killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I, I, which I respect that, Ben. I do. No, but it, it's it's true. It's when you when you can have that because then you know it says in James that what what causes fights you know is it not the selfishness that wars within us? Yeah, right. That's the core of what causes conflict everywhere. It doesn't get much more complicated than that. It's my desires impact you know they kind of rub up against your desires, and there's a conflict. That's what kills bands. That's what kills marriages. That's what kills everything. Mm-hmm. When you don't have that purpose in Jesus that you can bring that for before, and it's just the ultimate killer of selfishness, right? I mean, in the end mm-hmm. of the day, if you have a genuine relationship with Jesus and you bring that cause of conflict before him, it melts in light of that. It should. And so for us, what allows us to carry on and endure and get over stuff is because in the end of the day, you go, yeah, you know what? I'm acting this way because of this, and that definitely is not as important as what we're doing here, and you submit and surrender. And and it's amazing because God breathes new life into the relationships, and we're able to continue doing this. Um, but you cannot have that unless everybody agrees <laughs> at, what, at the purpose of what you're doing. Uh, and so it's super, super important. If you're an artist out there and you're thinking, I want to – I want to take these ideas. I want to change the world. Be patient. Trust God. He will bring people to you. And if it if he doesn't, well, A, maybe you're not called to do it. Yeah. Or B, maybe you should just do it until he brings people to you and be humble enough to start with what you have. Uh, and then God will provide. He is faithful and you will see fruit. Yep. I, I agree. Yeah. Well, well said. All right. Maybe we should maybe we should just close with a prayer for for yeah, that'd be great. for artists who don't all agree. Yeah, Chad, would you mind? Yep, not at all. Jesus, um, 
This is uh, a this is a serious challenge for so many artists where not everyone in the band or in the project agrees that you being made the talk and the purpose and the excitement of the band or for that project is what really matters. So Lord, we just pray that you would change that, that uh, by the Holy Spirit, you'd begin to change the way that artists get together. And instead of saying, hey man, are you are you the, the sickest guitar player that we've ever come across? Um, they'd begin to ask much more challenging heart questions about um, about where someone's at and uh, or where they aren't and that, that revival would actually happen in bands, that band members would be begin uh, being saved at a crazy uh, high level uh, and being baptized and being filled with your spirit and and walking in in uh, power and authority to make you famous on the earth so Jesus please come and and uh, help all the bands that need need you in this area specifically thanks Lord amen amen all right well thank you for listening to uh, provoke and inspire podcast um, I think this has been an awesome discussion um, just you know, so that you're not totally confused. We did lose Luke, uh, not in <laughs> life, Luke. but on this podcast at this moment. So <laughs> he is, is in we Ukraine. We didn't lose him for life because that, that'd be far worse. Yeah, that would be very just tragic. Just one podcast. So, just one podcast. So if you're wondering why all of a sudden the British voice of reason was lost, <laughs> he didn't just have nothing to contribute. Uh, he just wasn't Sherlock's here. busy. Yeah, he is. So anyway, uh, tune in next time. We will continue this series, Why Am I Silent? Hopefully this has been encouraging. Uh, as Chad mentioned in his pre-recorded intro, if you like this podcast, share it uh, verbally or on anything that you use to make your voice heard. We really believe this message shouldn't be for a few, but for many. Uh, our heart is to empower Christian artists to use their gifts outside of the church And we need you to help make that message heard. So go ahead and do that on all the different social media outlets. Uh, Otherwise, we will talk to you soon. Peace. Thanks for listening to Provoke and Inspire, the official Come and Live podcast. To hear past podcasts, go to comeandlive.com. Got a question for the guys? Send it in to provokeandinspire at comeandlive.com. 